This is Disrupting Recruitment, a podcast focused on moving recruitment from a reactive to a proactive state. We talk to experts as well as recruitment marketers living it day to day to learn how to improve inbound as well as outbound and other recruitment marketing strategies. And it all starts now. All right. So this week we have recruitment expert uh, in the e-commerce industry, uh, Carson Diamond, with us. And I am extremely excited to talk to you this week, Carson. I'm excited as well. Thanks so much for having me on. We had a good chat the other day and uh, really, really like what you're doing and interesting to dive into some of the stuff you do about uh, attracting candidates because I know you don't use job boards, but we'll get into that. Um, so why don't we start off, introduce yourself a little bit and, um, then we'll get into some, uh, some nitty gritty. Awesome. Sounds like a plate. So yeah, started out, um, at a marketing agency doing some marketing, um, really enjoyed it, but really my passion's always been in recruitment. I always felt myself at previous companies, just really building out teams and like hiring people. And so when I was at Structured, they were um, having a lot of clients that were on the wait list. And so I really got to use my skills and really learn a lot from them and build out a marketing team of all different type of candidates really within marketing. And so loved doing that, built out their team, started getting referrals from some e-commerce brands. Uh, and now I have my own Agency, you could say it's really me and, and, and someone else that does it really like to partner closely and uh, really help brands hire the right uh, e-com marketing talent. Nice. Yes, definitely. If you're um, looking for uh, an e-commerce recruitment specialist, uh, Carson is the one to go to. And I think we kind of stumbled onto each other because at Candidate Hub, our vision is to bring that e-commerce experience to recruitment. Um, and so, cause you know, like we talked about before, really, when we look at e-commerce and how we take people through the process of buying products yep. online, uh, compared to how we take people through the process of shopping for jobs online. And yeah. I, and I really like that approach of, I saw somebody post about this on LinkedIn the other day, talking about, let's not call them job hunters. Let's call them job shoppers. Cause that's really what they're doing. I love that. Um, and so. I think I want, I, I'd like to start off just diving in, like, let's kick the elephant in the room. And, uh, what do you think? Um, cause I know you don't, you don't advertise on job sites. So, um, how yeah. can, how can recruitment learn from disciplines like e-commerce marketing on how to bring candidates through that journey a lot better with a lot more personalized experience? For sure. Yeah. That's it's a, and it's a really good question. Um, and, and I actually agree with you. It's kind of like shopping, right? So with e-commerce, there is, how do you get people to purchase the product? And so where with recruiting, it's like, how do you get someone interested in, in, in the job? And so it's very strategic on how we reach out to candidates, how we find the right talent and how we go about the whole process. I think there's a lot of strategies that people in e-commerce do well. Um, that really end up potentially getting the customer to purchase the product. And I think if you take those strategies and really kind of create a whole plan on, on how you're going to execute, I think it's very smart 
um, to really take a step back and think about it from the candidate perspective. Hey, how am I going to get this candidate interested? And I think that is what's helped me a lot is putting myself in their situation. Um, you know, a lot of people are getting reached out to for jobs. So you have to be very smart with personalizing messaging. You have to be smart with reaching out to the right candidate at the right time. You know, you want to do enough follow-ups, but not too much to where it seems like you're, you're just annoying them. So there, there's a lot of strategies and ways that I've learned from e-commerce um, that I've used to recruitment. And I, and I think what you guys are doing as well, I think is going to be really cool. And, and I'm super excited to see kind of where you guys take that to the next step with candidates. Yeah, thanks. We really believe that the right message at the right time is important. And uh, like so many candidates go into an applicant tracking system and they just kind of go there to die. It's like, it's not a talent pool. It's a reservoir of dead water. And uh, so, you know, one of the things we like to do is, is just kind of break that dam open and wake the dead. Um, but, uh, you know, in, in delivering that, like, when you're trying to hire at scale, um, try to deliver that right message, the right time, right personalization, saying the right things to a bunch of candidates at the same time. Um, automation is, is, I think, is key there. Yeah. Uh, and if you look at e-commerce and online shopping and and B two B and B two C sales and marketing, they use a lot of uh, automation. So what, what's your thoughts on how automation fits into the future of, of personalized yeah. journeys for recruitment? I think it's really good. I think having a process to where it's very efficient with having automated processes is smart. Um, but I still think you have to be careful on making sure you're being, you're still being very personalized, right? So you want to find that happy medium balance. Um, and, and that's what we do, right? Like some things are automated, but really like for the most part, we strive in making every message we reach out to personalized. Every job we're reaching out to is for someone we think's an actual match. So I think there's a, a nice balance to that, um, but it, it does really help with being efficient and especially as you scale, uh, it, it's very necessary. Yeah, I, I think automation is, if, if it's used improperly is, is like any tool, right? It'll, it'll do more damage that will good. Perhaps. And, and you have to use it in the early part of the process so that recruiters can do what they're really good at, which is having conversations with people and building relationships and, and screening and getting people in the right place at the right time. Um, but it's, I, like, I, I go back to that, you know, online shopping, you know, we're job shopping today. Like candidates are doing a, extensive amount of research and um, looking at all kinds of different opportunities, uh, researching companies, what their re social responsibilities are. Uh, and, you know, if somebody comes to a, a, an e-commerce site or a, an online shop uh, and they, they look at products, they put products in their cart and they leave they, that whole abandoned cart thing. Correct. Um, we know that in like, we know that that happened and, and we try to just think about, you know, you guys at home listening, just think about the last time you were online and you uh, looked at something on Amazon, the emails and Facebook 
messages that you got about that product that you looked at, right? We make sure that we personalize and, and try to draw people back. And I think that's a part that's missing in recruitment and creating that personal journey to allow people the time to, like, recruiters used to be the gatekeepers, you know, recruiters and candidates spoke early on. That's where candidates went to learn about the job, learn about the company, but that isn't the same anymore. It's it's what's online. They're doing a lot of extensive research. Yeah. And so now that whole process in the first part of that journey is getting missed in recruitment because the recruiters are directly involved. And I think like if you look at, you know, your clients in e-commerce and, and stuff, like if, if that was happening to their, in their sales department, they would be thoroughly pissed about that. They would take steps to make sure that that info was getting captured. Uh, and, and I don't think we do a good enough job in that, in, in recruitment and in, in, in tracking, you know, I think AppCast said 92% of people who visit job application pages leave without applying. Like that's, yeah. that's a big number. Like, and then, and it's, and it's just like e-commerce, like with shopping, right? Like you go to a website, you see a product you want. If, if it's not appealing, if, if you can't see the right pictures, if there's no reviews, if you don't feel like you're wanting to buy, you're not going to. And I think with uh, recruiting, when it comes to like recruiting and um, shopping for the right job, it's important, right? Like have a nice website for your company. If you have a job description, have the right job description, have um, employees, you know, give feedback on Glassdoor and, and other and other kind of platforms. So it's very important to really have a good reputation. Um, because like at the end of the day, people are shopping for, for the right role. And if you're not impressed, you, you're going to move on to, you know, the next, the next role. Yeah. And, and early on in the process, they don't want to know about, um, your, like the salary, the benefits, you know, all that stuff. That's all important, but that's later yeah. on. They don't yes. want to know about the exact opportunities you have available. Um, you know, if, if you have developer roles, they'll look at them eventually, but they wanted to know like what's your company like, what's the culture like, what do you do to give back? How did you treat your employees during COVID? Uh, you know, yeah. have you ever done massive layoffs? Have you, you know, this is all of this stuff that personal security that fill their bucket. So in the early part of the process, everything needs to be about the candidate, nothing to yep. do with you as a company. It has to be about exactly. filling the bucket of the candidate. Totally. And agree. I think that's, that's a, that's a massive piece that's being missed right now. Yeah, I, I agree. It's, you know, you got to put, got to put the candidates first. Um, and, 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 and that's how you get the right match. hundred percent. So we've said it a couple of times. Uh, I want to dig in. You don't advertise jobs on job boards. Um, and I, I, I kind of know why you don't, and and uh, I, but I want to I want to hear this story and share it with our listeners if you don't mind, without giving away too much of your yeah. uh, secret sauce of, of what makes you successful. But I think no, no. what makes you successful is you. But uh, um, so if you don't advertise on job boards, then kudos to you for that. How uh, how do you find candidates? Yeah, that's a good question. So when I when I first started out. Um, Use job boards, right? Like use LinkedIn, uh, use Indeed. And and it's a good way to get inbound applicants. I just felt that I knew what my clients were looking for so well. And, and I asked the right questions. I really took time to understand that I felt like 
manually sourcing and, and doing personal outreach helped, right? So let's say I only reach out to 20 people. These 20 people are qualified and I've vetted and I've looked at their profiles. And if I can get responses from them, I, I'm already excited to talk with them because I already know what, what they're like, what they're about, what they're doing and why they're a match. And so with job boards, you know, I've had some success with them. I just feel like I fully understand the roles I'm working on to where I want to strategically source uh, and talk with the candidates directly and, and, and tell them why I'm interested. Um, so nothing really against job boards. That's just been my approach. Um, and, and I found more success when I get responses from those right people that they're more interested. And so um, also like, for example, just talking with people, right? I, I make a lot of connections. And so sometimes I already have candidates that I don't need applicants to apply online because I already have people like yourself and other people that can refer me, you know, top talent. But that's, that's basically a snippet on kind of where I'm at with, with job boards. No harm to it. Just um, very, very invested in, in, uh, in strategically sourcing the right candidate. Well, I think they have their place. If you're hiring, you know, labor people, front end people that are, that are out there totally applying for jobs and, and that sort of thing great but if you're in a niche like like you are um or if exactly. you're hiring uh you know if you're hiring a lot of the same roles over and over again you really need to focus on building a talent pool um a dynamic talent pool like i said not just a reservoir of stale data in an ats you that's not a talent pool you need to have candidates that you're constantly nurturing you're constantly in contact with in one way or another uh and you know you know if they've changed jobs in the last six months since you talked to them and, and things like that. That That's all important information to know. And, yeah. But, a, it, but a key part of, of taking that approach and getting intention from, uh, from candidates when you're doing direct headhunting or direct sourcing, which is a big part of recruitment and always will be, um, outbound. It, it, I've heard lots of talks about outbound, versus inbound recruiting. And I, I don't personally think one is better than the other. Um, I think they're both necessary. And, and when people talk about inbound, they often go to their go-to is job boards. And, and I think there's better ways to do it. Like we just talked about, uh, there's a lot more to uh, inbound than just job boards, but yes. you have to have a good outbound strategy as well. And I, and we talk a lot in sales about MQLs and SQLs and, uh, mm -hmm. you know, that that's lingo that I want to kind of get into to recruitment. And there's some people out there. I know that'll be like shuddering that I'm saying that, but, um, it, it's a bit of an older mindset in, in marketing, but it still needs, I think still has its place in recruitment because we, we, we have this, I don't even want to say, well, I, I, it's kind of a pissing match between inbound strategies and outbound strategies in recruitment. And it, it doesn't make sense to me because they're both important. And uh, so, I mean, you can't survive without inbound leads as well as doing outbound sales activities. Like you have to have both. So, nice. but part of that outbound sales activity is good messaging, same as inbound, right? Yep. Like you can't just message somebody and say, hey, Carson, listen, I know you're into marketing and recruitment and I have a job opportunity for you. Are you interested? Like yeah. you're going to say piss off. So, <laughs> and I know your your brother uh, Chase is a big email copywriting guy. Um, big fan of his as well. Um, 
and I know you've learned a lot from him over the years, but what are some yeah. of the strategies that you would have that, uh, you know, we can use to craft better outbound messages and, um, and try to get the tension, you know, higher attention rates, higher open rates, higher reply rates. You know, these are all metrics that, that recruiters are actually starting to pay attention to. For sure. I think it, I think it comes out to focusing on, on less quantity. And so if you have a lot of people that are talented that you want to reach out to, do it. Um, but I just feel like taking a few extra minutes on getting to know the person through LinkedIn, right? Like you can see their profile picture. You can see their about section. You can see where they went to school. You can see their skills. You can see all this, all, other, all their information. And I think taking a few extra minutes and, and understanding like who they are, maybe you have some type of connection. Maybe they just got a new job or maybe they, something like that, right? Like really being able to connect with them on a personal level is helpful. And so it comes to, I would say less quantity is, is what I say, right? I'd rather reach out to 20 people and spend an hour than reach out to a hundred people and spend an hour. Like I, that's just how I, how I am because when I reach out to the right person and then I really can connect with them on some different type of level, maybe they're posting content and I'm engaging with their content commenting and liking it and mentioning a few points. Um, all that information helps to really be able to connect with them on a personal level and then show them the value they can bring rather than asking for a favor at first. You know, I'm, I'm very keen on bringing value first and, and I know the value will come in return. Yeah. I mean, we like, there's so much info about that in sales, right? Like give first, nobody, like the people that are doing all of this cold outreach, are the people that are bitching about yeah, HR tech providers. Yeah. Cold out reaching them on LinkedIn, right? Like you're doing the same fucking thing. So, yeah. Um, but it's in my, I, you know, if you want to reach a hundred people at once, yeah, then create, craft a good inbound strategy. For sure. No, <laughs> that's exactly. What, that's what marketing's for, right? Yeah, you're, exactly. But use, you know, strong outbound skills and strategies to reach 20 people that are higher quality with a higher quality message. And I said the other day, and, and I'm going to stand by this, you know, if I was building a TA team, the first person I think I would hire is a good copywriter. Yeah. If, if I'm not a good copywriter myself, um, and I don't think I've seen a TA team yet with copywriter on it. Yeah, I think. I think it's very important, right? Like you're you're reaching out to candidates. Uh, you have to craft a really good job description. Like you don't want to just have a simple job description. You want to like be able to appeal um, to them. You want to talk to them in a way. So I, I agree. I think content, having a, like a content copywriter manager is very important uh, for multiple aspects within, uh, with you know, within recruiting and whatnot. And so that does bring, uh, you know, an interesting point, the job description and the job yep. ads and, and that sort of thing. And, you know, again, we don't sell products with written words on the sheet, right? We don't no. sell beer with the list of ingredients and no, you know, we so show somebody in a bar having a good time. Exactly. Um, right. So what are you going to get out of drinking this product? Right. Um, but our, but our job ads, job descriptions are always written about what it like. It's always about us. What's in it for us. This is what I need, not what you need. This is what I need. And, um, and so, you know, that's definitely where a copywriter can, can come in, but what, what are, do you think like, 
couple of quick takeaways that somebody could apply to creating better ads, better job descriptions to capture yeah. attention um, of stronger candidates faster? For sure. So I think sometimes job descriptions are too long, right? Um, yeah. You see people on LinkedIn and Twitter, you know, there's a, there's a strategy that they use to, to talk with people, right? Like line here, space, another line. And so I think sometimes that's the first thing. Uh, and you gave good examples, like with the bar example, if you're trying to sell a beer, show people having fun with a beer. And so with job descriptions, I think they just put too much writing. And I think it throws off the people, right? So have have like a logo, have some type of thing that catches the audience. Um, obviously have like the title rule, but really hone in on what are the actual major skills that you're looking for? Have a blurb on the company. You don't need to give all, you don't need to give so much information, but just a few key points on why the company is appealing. Um, a few key points on what this role is actually going to entail. Sometimes you're looking for an email marketer, but you're expecting them to do so many different other tasks that aren't even related to email. It's like you maybe have to break that up into two roles. And so I think really being able to be strategic on finding the right job description that isn't too lengthy, but isn't too short, something that can get the audience to appeal and, and explain, you know, a bit about the company and a, and a quick blurb rather than, you know, a, a whole essay on, on, on why someone, you know, should be working for you. So that, that's basically what I do. I just have very clean, simple job descriptions, um, that get right to the point, um, and, and try to do something that, that can kind of appeal to a candidate. Um, cause you know, a lot of companies post job descriptions, but, and also I, I'm still learning. I'm still learning every day on how to do it, but I just figured the best job descriptions I've seen are ones that get right to the point um, and, and are too lengthy. Yeah, um, I would say at best 10% of people read them. Like a, a full length job description at best 10% read the whole thing. And yep. that's very generous guess, probably less. Yeah. Um, but I, I think like, uh, you know, to me, your job ads, should be like each ad should be a, a separate landing page yes. with, with, you know, graphics and video and what's in it, you know, selling the, the culture of the company, selling the, the challenges of the job. That's the, you know, one of the things that we don't talk about very often, my buddy James O'Donnell actually posted a video about this on TikTok today about people like, to solve challenges. And if you're not yep. talking about your challenges verbally in public, people don't know you need to solve, you need help solving that. Right. So, you know, if I really like building extensive spreadsheets and you need somebody who can build that kind of thing, if I yep. don't know you need that, why would I be interested in working for your company? So, um, you know, in, in that is, is gotta be a, a bit about, you know, what are some of the challenges that we're facing and how you can help us solve those. And, um, I shared a post the other day and I'm, uh, I'm going by memory here, but I'm 99% uh, sure it was one of Chase's posts talking about better use of, of, uh, of, of language on call to actions. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so, you know, instead of, uh, click here to learn more, it's, uh, lose 10 pounds this month or, or something like that. Uh, so I posted it to my network and, and said, uh, 
curious to see what you would think of how we could change apply now to a better call to action. And I got some pretty, pretty good ones, but uh, I'm going to throw it out to you. What can we use for some better call to actions on job postings, job ads, then uh, learn more or apply now? Hmm. I love it. Yeah. Put me on the spot. Put me on the spot. Put me on the spot. Um, yeah. I would say, hmm. I first would say it, it depends on the company, right? So if if it's a beer company, I would try to say some type of saying or pun that's related to beer in, in the job. I think that that's the first thing. I know it's not the best answer, but I think so I think it depends on the company. Like if it's a construction company, like maybe throw a pun in there for for the first uh instead of applying now, it's like let's build, right? So I think something like that would be helpful. Um, but I, th I think it really depends on, on, on the company. So yeah, for sure. Nice. I mean, if it's a construction company and you're hiring a marketer, you know, instead of applying now, it's, you know, let's build here, throw something in like that. I would say. Yeah, and, it, and it really depends on how ballsy your culture is. Right. Like, yeah, exactly. You got to know the yeah. company first to, to yeah. know that. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, one of the answers that I really loved, uh, that somebody yeah. posted, um, was, uh, Let's uh, click here to stop hating Sundays. Yeah. That's, that's a good one. That, yeah. that is a good one. I wish I could have thought on the spot. <laughs> they that's might have had a little bit more time on LinkedIn than I, I think just they maybe did. <laughs> that's a good one. But uh, yeah, no, I think. Um, funny. Yeah, I like that one. Stop hating Sundays. Um, but uh, listen, I really appreciate you taking a few minutes to join us. Um, if you're not, uh, if for people who might be looking to track you down, uh, what's the best yeah. way for them to to get in touch with you? Yeah, I would say I would say LinkedIn, uh, Carson Diamond, no A in Diamond, D I M O N D. Uh, post a few times a week usually, um, and happy to connect. I did make that mistake first time I was trying to go to your website. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, DiamondConnect.com, no A in Diamond. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I really appreciate having me on. Super cool uh, talking with you, and I'm excited to see what you're doing. Um, I'm actually, uh, you know, very interested in what you're building. So Thanks. happy to stay, uh, stay in the loop with you. Yeah, for sure. We'll uh, we'll we'll definitely stay in the loop. And uh, congratulations to your brother for um, addition to his family. And yeah. uh, we'll uh, you know, def definitely following both of you guys on LinkedIn and uh, looking to it, uh, to stay in touch. Yeah. So, Thanks so much, time, man. Cheers.